The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here to analyze this, and we're um, putting a cap uh, on the Power Hour of October 2022 edition. We got the Energy Office Director, Kyle Fleming. We got Deputy Director, Michael Jaff. Furs or Fors? Furs. Furs, mm-hmm. Michael Jaff Furs. We got Miss Ariel Stokes from the UVA Caribbean Green Technology Center. We got the actual Director, uh, Dr. Greg Guanel. He is the Director of the UVA uh, Caribbean Green Technology Center. We're going to give everybody a chance to give their final remarks and tout the Energy Fair, which is next week, Saturday, on St. Thomas. And then 15 days later, here on St. Croix, both on the respective campuses. So we're going to start. Ladies first, Ms. Stokes. Thank you. Um, first, thank you so much for allowing me to be here today and to talk about some of the programs that the Caribbean Green Technology Center is working on uh, and also to talk about the energy fair. Um, it was it was great to get a chance to, to talk to the people of the Virgin Islands. Um, and we really hope that you come out. We're going to have workshops, the keynote speaker, vendors will be there talking about different renewable energy and sustainability uh, projects ha- or initiatives happening in the Virgin Islands. Um, and and I think it will be a really good opportunity to uh, learn more about renewable energy and, and where we're going in the Virgin Islands. Um, and if I may, I'd also like to thank the people who have made the energy fair even possible. Um, and those are our sponsors, uh, which is BMR Energy and Free Point Commodities, Pro Solar, Home Depot Foundation, uh, Silver Sun Solar, Seven Season, Barefoot Architects. Uh, and and so we'd really like to thank them because they've allowed us to uh, to put on this this in-person event. Uh, and we really appreciate that. And you got things for the children as well, right? Yes, we will have the VI Children's Museum there, um, and they're organizing lots of fun activities for children, um, and they will be at the Energy Fair on both St. Thomas and St. Croix. Okay, good. Dr. Greg Wanell. No, I think uh, Ariel um, said it, you know, uh, really thank you for having us, and really, really expecting, you know, all your, your listeners to come. This event was uh, created in collaboration with the, the energy office to provide information to the public. This is not, uh, you know, uh, a place where there will be a lot of lectures and PowerPoint. It's going to be, you know, lively. Uh, you can ask all the questions that you, you know, all the discussion we had today. You can have one-on-one discussion with anybody about this. You can present your ideas. You can learn. So please come to the fair. Um, and I also think that, you know, this is a great time for the for the VI to think about excuse me, to think about its future. Uh, and so really looking forward to hearing everybody's thoughts on what that future looks like from an energy standpoint. That's good. Deputy Director Jaffers. Yes, no, I just wanted to again, thank everyone for uh, for joining. I've been working close with Greg and Ariel uh, in regards to the Energy Fair. So we're excited to have that going. Uh, I'm also looking forward to, to speaking again here uh, soon in regards to the future programs we'll be launching with the Energy Office. Um, and so we're excited to kind of bring back up more information about the rebate program and the weatherization program. So next time, next time I'm sitting here, I'm excited to be talking about those things. So thank you again. Awesome. And the co-host for the Power Hour, um, Mr. Wapa, Governing Board Chairman <laughs> and Energy Office Director Kyle Fleming. 
Thank you. And uh, let me start by saying, I I think this might be the most power we've ever packed into one hour. Yes, sir. So far, we got we got a cross cross island, cross division. But actually, I do want to highlight one, two things. One, um, honestly, for the community here today, this this combination of the energy office and UVI CGTC, I think, is a perfect collaboration of government agency and academic institution. Uh, It goes it goes a long way to. I think it's a a perfect sequence for how. impactful policy and pro- programming can be devised here in the territory. So really appreciative of that and hope the community is as well. Uh, and secondly, uh, we'd be remiss if we did not plug our recently launched Solar Plus fi- Financing pilot program that the Energy Office is currently conducting. Um, we've had a, it's been going on for about a week. Our application window has been open for a week and a half so far. Uh, the application window goes until October 21st. So just want to kind of put that up there. It is a, a, a small window for applications and we're already a week and a half in. Uh, so about two more weeks remain. Uh, and just for anybody who isn't familiar with the program, uh, it is a, a, a no money down, low interest, 1% 15 term, 15 year term uh, financing op- opportunity for uh, 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 home, uh, sorry, single home owners or sorry, fat home Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't think I ever tripped up that much mm. before. Um, for uh, households throughout the territory, uh, we're providing for solar and solar plus uh, battery storage as an option for uh, uh, integration on their home. Uh, it, it's going to be cut. The, the repayment is going to be coupled to their uh, WAPA bill, so everything gets collected in one. We're not adding new um, uh, another obligation in. in in that form. Uh, we have tons of information on our website and on our Facebook page. We, we're trying to get everyone there to VIEO Virgin Islands Energy Office on Facebook, on our website, energy.vi.gov, uh, for more information on our Solar Plus financing uh, pilot program here in the territory. We're really, the goal here is really to try to um, understand the feasibility of being able to roll out uh, alternative mechanisms for access. Uh, to renewable energy systems, um, we really have a high focus on on prioritizing energy burden. So we really want to. I think past programs in the past have been a little bit one sided um, in who they've been able to benefit. And so we're certainly wanting to, div- in terms of looking at diversifying and also ensuring energy equity is is a major component of our programming. Uh, we're prioritizing uh, those with the highest energy burden uh, for eligibility to this program. But we really think it's it's trying to create. A, reducing the financial barriers and enabling access. Uh, so the Solar Plus Financing Pilot Program through the Virgin Islands Energy Office, reach out online uh, or even uh, call in our offices on St. Croix and St. Thomas, uh, 340-714-8436 on St. Thomas and 340-713-8436 on St. Croix uh, for any questions. Uh, Deputy Jackson would be happy to assist as well as our esteemed team across both islands uh, to support anybody interested in the program as well. Okay, good. Now, um, Ms. Stokes, you still there? Yes. And Dr. Guanel? Yes. Okay, check this out, right? Monday, right? We had a kind of, every Monday on this show, we have a table talk, right? I, I got, you know, former senators and we had a, a big discussion. I, I would call it a, a far-reaching and it was personal for everybody who was listening because we had a discussion about consumable water, right? And, and, and that particular discussion um, was, I mean, I, I, I'm still shocked at the kind of response I got. My cell phone, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I still got cell phones the way they were blowing up, right? 
So I'm gonna give both of you uh, a a a um, uh, some homework. Let me just put it that way, right? You know we have a problem with importing a lot of what we consume here in the Virgin Islands, right? Miss Stokes and Dr. Gwenell, you're aware of that, right? Yes, yes. And and this is a big topic because, of course, you know, water is the number one commodity in the world right now, right? Um, mm -hmm. So wherever data you could pull up, right? Because you, you, you guys are research. I, I could just tell from the way you talk that research is easy for you, both of you. Wherever data you could pull up with respect to consumable water, Look into it for me and let me know so I could get you back on so we could talk about this. Because this is a very, very important topic. And I'll let you know when we could do it. Like, not anytime now. Something like maybe mid-November, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah. Because this is a very, very important issue. Not just consumable water, but actual water. Because we're surrounded by water. And we need to yeah. take this. And, you know, I, um, I know, Dr. Gwinnell, um, your division, your entity, been looking at watershed projects and all that stuff, right? You've been working with DPNR, things of that nature? Yeah, yeah. And we we actually going to start a project with DPNR uh, uh, looking at this question of, of water, uh, inventorying all the wells, uh, better understanding, you know, how much water is consumed, et cetera. I won't talk too much about it, but that's a because of time. But that's a project that we're really excited to start with uh, uh, Mr. Carlwood at DPNR. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing, and I will bring back to the fair, is we're actually going to be discussing water at the fair. We have uh, some sessions talking about cistern, maintaining cistern, understanding, um, you know, how to manage better uh, our water and, yeah, and our waste. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, this yeah. is very important, and I'm very happy to come back with Miss Stoltz to discuss this with you and I, uh, I, later. I, I appreciate that. And of course, Kyle and, and Michael could be a part of that discussion. Well, Kyle, get a microphone oh, yeah. real quick because one of the issues was an initiative that Rocky labeled you know our water apparently uh, Dick Gregory you know Dick Gregory is a, a, a mm -hmm. big uh, you know, activist and all that stuff and he apparently came to the Virgin Islands in the early 90s and they drink he drink a glass of water he said wait a minute this is the sweetest water I ever drink in my life uh, and um, you know our diesel plant them and wrap back this is you know you was still a baby in elementary school and all that <laughs> stuff but the, the reality is we need to look at whatever we can manufacture and produce locally to reduce costs because of importation. So that's what we're looking at. Yeah, and, you know, agreed. people like to blame, we like to blame up for everything. Yes, Ms. Stokes? Oh, I was just saying that you mentioned desalination. We're also going to have Seven Seas, which is um, the company uh, running uh, the desalination. Yeah, 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 by the I'm way. Doing a workshop as yeah. well at the end. By the way, I apologize. Go ahead and list. I, I got it in front of me, but I'll let you do it. List the sponsors who are, and those who are going to be a part of the um, the uh, Energy Fair, if you will. Um, Yeah, sure. So for our sponsors, we have BMR Energy, and they're also hosting two uh, solar plant tours. So the one in, Don in Dono and the one on, in Spanish Town on St. Croix. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to be the week like between the Energy Fairs. Uh, so October 25th on St. Croix and October 27th on St. Thomas. Um, and then there's Free Point Commodities, Pro Solar Systems, Silver Sun Solar, Home Depot Foundation, um, Seven Seas, and Barefoot Architects, as well as The Market and Moe's, BI Waste Management Authority, Algus Organics, Ion Vehicle Technology, Electric Factory, and T-Shirt One. And so those are our sponsors that we're very happy um, that have helped us to make this. Okay, good. Um, Ms. Ms. Stokes, Ms. Stokes where, are you, where are you from? I'm from St. Thomas. Originally from St. Thomas, right? Mm -hmm. 
I won't have you because I'm a I'm a I'm a Christian, right? But I won't have I, I won't have you saying don't know. I might say they they, they talk the, the pronunciation do know, right? D U D U N O O, right? That's how you look at it, right? That, that's how we pronounce it. Do know, right? And, and emphasis on the first syllable, so right? From, from now on, I ain't gonna have you saying don't know, right? Do know. Okay. Okay. No, I'm just joking. I, I think we need to have a, a legislation that that certifies the pronunciation. Should, yeah, yeah. Territory yeah. wise, no, the, same, the same thing with the same thing with Nadir. They pronounce it Nada, right? Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that's well, how they. That, that's the same thing. I mean, I just want to respect them, right? Do know. Yeah. Okay. I've also but, heard how they pronounce dollar. And I think that's <laughs> because if, if, when you look at it, it's supposed to be don't know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But what you said, you said don't know, right? But water. That's that 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 could be what we are looking at with that game back to that discussion. Revenue stream for WAPA. We're looking for anything that we yeah. could do to reduce costs. That's all it was. We're not saying it's perfect. People got no, problems no, no, no. when the government getting involved and get, government getting hands on things. There's public confidence. The public confidence is not there. You know what I'm saying? But we're looking at, at just you know ways to, to maximize some potential. We should lever- every every opportunity at our disposal in a remote island nation should be leveraged. Oh yeah. I like that. Remote island nation, see? That's you, us. That's you, right? Yeah, that's, 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 that's me, you too. <laughs> I like that. Thank you very much, Dr. Greg Wanell, Ms. Ariel Stokes, Mr. Michael Jaffas, and of course, um, Mr. Kyle Fleming for a awesome uh, Power Hour discussion, hour and a little bit. Um, can, um, wish you all the success with the two fairs, October 15th, the UVI um, St. Thomas Campus Sports and Fitness Center, which will be renamed in another 45 minutes, the Eldridge Blake Sports and Fitness Center. I'll we'll change the flyers. Yeah. So is, is, is this we'll is, is the energy flyers. fair going to be... we got to change the flyer. <laughs> is the energy fair going to be the first event to be held in uh, in the newly named center? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Even you know what I'm saying? Celebration. We got to the Eldridge Blake is an icon. I'm going to just leave it at that. All right. It, it wasn't a sport God created that he couldn't play. Right? Wow. He's that good. Uh, so thank you very much. And uh, looking forward to talking with you. And Mr. Gwenel, don't forget, we got beat in the middle of November. Okay? Yes. Appreciate, yes, appreciate that. Looking forward. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank appreciate you. It. It. Thank you, Neville. Got a great, you. great, of course, Ariel. Great discussion uh, today. I'm talking about the energy fair and tapping into our resources and diversifying our portfolio, which we keep talking about. But we really want to see it happen. Of course, you know, we got some battery projects going on right now that the energy office is promoting and uh we support that as well ladies and gentlemen it is vi Rico friendship weekend here in the territory pursuant to legislation back in the fifth legislature right signed into law by then governor um ralph paiwanski right virgin as Rico friendship day was declared a holiday in 1964 the great year that was 1964 of course you know I'm telling you how old I am, 58 years ago. By VI local legislation, I believe Patrick Williams, that's Raymond Williams' father. Same Raymond Williams, is he coming out here for the lottery? Right? He'd have been, um, you know, his dad was a senator back in the legislature, back in the day. And they created VI political friendship. And it's a, it was a natural thing, of course, that they determined that Columbus Day um, would always be looked at at VI political friendship. So check this out. I, I send me DJ Aloscuro. A song for for James and the Happy Seven, right? Because James himself, uh, you know, he 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 had linkage with a lovely uh, Hispanic lady. So uh, he kicked that I'll kick that a little for me. And then when we come back, we're gonna be talking uh, with Miss uh, Carolyn Fox because Monday is early voting. Okay, and we want to promote that. Uh, all their voting starts on Monday and it runs through the thirty first. So um, let me hear that a little there. 
with um yeah Ojalá Williams and the saxophone sweet sweet VIP Rico friendship music hold on to this for a little bit and then we'll come back Yeah, that's uh, James and Happy Seven. So we we'll take a break, come back, we're going to talk to Miss Fox, and then we're going to uh, try to um, choke in a little bit more of that kind of sweet music here on VI Puerto Rico. Uh, Friendship Weekend 2022. Analyze this, you know, local programming, so the local music got to play. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. So we'll be back right after this. Winning documentaries and specials, the BBC World Service brings you in depth reporting and unique perspectives. Programs with a distinctive global flavor from the BBC World Service. Starting at 2 a.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Funding for the BBC World Service comes from First Bank. First Bank's digital bank offers check deposits, bill pay, transfers, and more from anywhere 24 7. More at onefirstbank.com. El sistema de elecciones de las Islas Vírgenes lo está haciendo más fácil para que tú formes parte de nuestro equipo por medio de nuestro programa de voluntarios. Estamos en busca de personas buenas como tú que puedan proveer a cada votante el apoyo que necesitan para que efectivamente puedan participar en el proceso de votación. 
puede comenzar recogiendo y completando la aplicación para voluntarios de cualquiera de nuestras oficinas en el territorio. Usted puede servir como monitor. También tienes la opción de convertirte en un facilitador, asegurando que los votantes que están votando por primera vez, los envejecientes y la comunidad de deshabilitados puedan votar con confidencia y acertadamente. Si tienes el tiempo y estás dispuesto a servir, hay un lugar para ti. Solo inscríbete. Si quieres más información, llama al 340-773-1021. Y recuerda, el votar no es solo su derecho, es lo correcto hacer. Singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one. Make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed Two. or been outside. Two. Virtual playdates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Back here uh, and analyze this VA Puerto friendship uh, weekend. Um, today, of course, you know, Columbus Day in the Virgin Islands is uh, um, <coughs> celebrated as VA Puerto friendship weekend. Um, so, what we're going to do is, uh, you know, we just heard a little bit of Alos Kuda, so we're going to come back to that in a little bit. But in the meantime and in between time, we got the big shot from the election systems, Ms. Carolyn Fox joining us. Early voting in 2022, a gubernatorial election cycle starts on Monday. Uh, so we wanted uh, to get Ms. Fox on so we can give some details, let the public know, let the voting public know uh, what time it is. Also, registration uh, continues through Sunday. So at this point, let me just yield to Madam Supervisor. Good morning for a Friday thing, not a Tuesday thing, a Friday thing this time. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Neville, to you and your listening audience. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, and I hope you and your audience are doing just the same. Yeah, we had a good first power hour that we were talking about um, our situation here in the territory. And we got uh, Energy Fair coming up on the 15th and the 30th in St. Thomas and St. Croix, respectively. So we had a good good start, and it gets better with you coming on to let us know about our inalienable right and the right to vote beginning on Monday. That's correct. So as we state, uh, well, start with what we have so far. Early voting begins on Monday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. from October 10th on a Monday, which is a holiday, Columbus Day, well, Puerto Rico VA Friendship Day first, and continues until October 31st, straight through the weekend. No breaks. 21 days. Um, the locations are in St. Croix, St. Joseph Has, um, Hospitality Lounge, St. Croix Elections Office, then I moved to St. John, St. John Elections Office. And then I moved to St. Thomas, Tutu Park Mall, similar place we've been in for the primary, which is the old Scotia Bank, and the St. Thomas Elections Office. As you notice, we moved back to the offices in St. Thomas and St. John because school uh, is in right now, so we cannot use the school locations. Um, we're excited. Everything is in place. We're prepared. The machines was tested, certified, and we are ready to operate on Monday. 
Anyone in the public, all candidates are invited to view the process. We've been using this process from 2014, and we're not the only state that do early voting. Some states do early voting for 45 days. Mm -hmm. So doing 21 or 23 is no different. 22, sorry. Yeah. Is no different than doing it for five days or 14 days. That's the requirement. Our goal is voter satisfaction and the experience. And most voters love the early voting process. So that's why we're doing it. It's fair, it's accessible, it's secure, and it's transparent. As I stated, we hire election officials. This is not the board of election, nor the office of the supervisor. All the office of the supervisor does, I'm responsible for early voting, and the staff checks in the voter. Everything else is handled by election officials that are your community work persons, teachers, doctors, nurses, whomever. So they're the one that's the election officials. So we're encouraging persons that have any concern or questions to please give us a call or go by and watch the process. We had the testing of the machine on Monday evening. No one on Sinclair showed up to view the process, not even the media. On St. Thomas, there were three persons there, two candidates and one other, and that was it. But yet we hear a lot of questions and concern on the radio, but no one goes by. So we're going a step even further. We invited a consortium to come and view the process and tape the process so folks out there can see the process. And in St. Thomas, Leslie Commission and two other media will be there on November 2nd to tape the process so the public can see what happens. As I said, we are transparent. Um, next topic, the expo went very well last weekend. We did have our election expo also, and we thank all those agencies that participated with us, and we look forward to doing that every election cycle. So it's not the first time we're doing this. It's just different locations, but it was a great success. We even did one in St. John for the first, and I was in St. John to make sure with two board members, Ms. Hendricks and Ms. Wells, and we registered about five persons, and we share information. And so it was a worthwhile endeavor. In St. Thomas, they had like 18 persons registered. About 19 come to change their, their um, status, get change the party or the name, etc. And we had about five or six reinstatement. And on St. Croix, similarly, we had about 18 registered. About 20 something did 20 did their change of status, and about um, five or so reinstated. Um, I'll get to the reinstatement block next. Quickly, extended registration hours continues. Tonight, we're there until 7 p.m. in the St. Thomas and the St. Croix office. So you can go and register to vote up until 7 p.m. this evening. On Saturday, it's going to be 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. because our staff got to get ready for early voting, so we can't do the whole day. And you notice Sunday, the flip, we do the afternoon. 12 p.m. to I mean 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. So again, we're doing absentee, we're doing preparation for early voting, and we're doing registration with a staff of four persons. So again, we are a small agency, but we do a Herculean task, and we experience, we're proven, we're tested, and tried. An absentee, we have St. Croix walk in. We had 65 applications mail out. We had 127. So you get that total there. Let me add it up for you. And our St. Croix mail out went out on Friday. 
So you should have absentee ballot coming to you in the mail. On St. Thomas, we had walking 20 applications thus far. Mail out 211 for a total of 234. Mm -hmm. St. Thomas is going to bring a first mail out on Tuesday. The October 11 deadline for mail out is for mail out of Ireland. And we say that in the, in the, in the um, calendar. If you request a mail out on, in the territory, that's not an issue because it's right here and you'll get it within three to seven days. But to mail to the states or anywhere else, we need to have that request by October 11th. If you know you're leaving and you're not here for early voting, absentee ballots are available. You go into the offices, you sit down in a um, secure room, you fill out your absentee ballot, and you can leave it there. So don't think you don't have an opportunity to vote because you're not here for early voting starting on Monday. If you have an emergency, you're traveling right now, there's no excuse absentee. So we don't ask you how, what, when. You come in, you say, I want to do absentee, and you go in, they put you in the room, you complete it, and many folks have done that already. So that process is ongoing. And finally, I'll talk about what we are hearing about inactive or reinstatement of voters. Again, this is a process mandated by the federal government. This is not a process by the Office of the Supervisor of the Election System. Our legislature saw the reason they passed a law. So we're not just doing this willy-nilly. They passed a law which is called voter list, registration list maintenance. And this is why we have to clean up our database. We get federal funds. Federal funds are based on registered voters. And we had a lot of folks on our rolls that are not presently still in the Virgin Islands, not participated in our system, or may have deceased. So we need a way to find that. We do get our quarterly reports from the Department of Health, but if someone dies in a Caribbean island or they die in the States, we do not get that information. So this is a way for us to clean up our rolls. In addition, the reason why, in the past, you'll see, Historically, the Virgin Islands had always voted 60% or higher. And the folks say, yeah, that was good back then. But again, your registration numbers were less. So, of course, the participation rate showed. Once we stopped canceling or purging in 2016, that's when we start to see the trend. And statistics is important, like I said, not only for us here, but for federal dollars and to get equipment. We do equipment based on our percentage of our numbers that are true and accurate and statistically. So we're working on that process. And so when we went to before the legislature, I'll share some information. So if you have 54,209 registered voters, but only 2,950 participated, that's 54% your participation rate. Mm -hmm. You mean, so you mean, you mean 29,000? 29,000, sorry. 29,050, yeah. yes. Yeah. You take that now, if you go back and say we only have 37,650 registered voters, and those that participated was 29,050, your percentage is 77, mm -hmm. a 23% increase. And that's why it's important to obtain accurate maintenance of your voter list. And I'm saying that, yeah, we had a, we're going to have a percentage, any process you first begin, you're going to have a variable a percentage of errors. So you may have gotten a letter, whether it's a junior and it should have gone to the senior, or reverse. 
sometimes folks don't put their suffixes when they register. So you end up sending something that really should have been for the junior, and the senior may have gotten it. So that's the 1%. But then there's another 1% that may have been deceased. Again, we, we apologize for any loved one that's going through that when we get the letter. But again, we don't know, and we have to clean up our database. The third thing is, based on the law, we only check general election. Primary is not for every voter. Correct. Primary is only for prior parties, and in the past, it's only Democrats here. So we have to check, based on the law, general elections. Correct. So, again, we go back in a database. You pull data from 2014 to 2016. 2016 to 2018. We are not pulling data for 2022. So if you vote in 2022 in the primary, your vote counted, but again, we are cleaning up the database from the past. If you send in the reinstatement form, which helps us, that's great, then you wouldn't get any letters for the next two and the next two years that we got to do. So soon as we finish this November election, we're going in to do 2018 to 2020 mm -hmm. because we got to get it current to 2022. So going forward, we'll be on track. But this is a process that we have to do mandated by the federal government and the local government by us letting our legislature know we want to be progressive, we want to be current, and we want to get the amount of federal dollars that we should get and the right amount to show what we do going forward. So in this project that we're doing, St. Thomas has, um, I mean, St. Croix has completed so far. They put 7,026 persons in active. 7,000. I'll give you the total next. St. Thomas now, who have a little bit more, still working. Right now they are 3,608 in active, and they have over 5,000 left to do. That's 10,634 persons that we send letters out to, either came back, etc. So, again, that's what we're working on. Why is there such a big disparity with St. Croix and St. Thomas right now? St. Croix, St. Thomas has more registered voters. Remember, St. Thomas and St. John is combined. Yeah, yeah, but. They have but, more registered voters. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, uh, I, I don't think that, I don't think it, it, it'll get to the point where, um, they don't have twice as many voters as St. Croix. And, and this number here right now at 7,026 as opposed to 3,608. That's, that's what like, I said. Sorry. Yeah. Let me let you finish. You didn't, you didn't let me finish. I said 5,000 and 3,000 will be over 8,000. St. Thomas, St. Thomas, St. John is not finished. It's not finished. Yeah. Okay. And I heard that they part. They have 5,000 more to go. Okay, okay, okay. So there we go. So they're going to be like 8,000. 8,000. Okay, and good. Finished. Yes. Okay, good. They're yeah. not finished. Okay. St. Croix started before the St. Thomas staff. They were doing some other things. Some staff were out. Oh, oh okay, okay, behind. okay. So there wasn't a there wasn't a same start time. No, okay, the same okay. start time wasn't. That's why I said yeah. they are not completing. Okay. Their goal was, there was give me an update yesterday. Um, they asked for extension, so I see where they at at Sunday, Monday, and we go from there. So they have over five thousand more to go. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes that sense. That makes sense. Yeah. They have more. Yeah. So right now, our numbers in the database. Uh, St. Croix, 19,484 registered voters mm -hmm. from 24,000. So that's to show you those numbers were just there in the books. Again, they are not accurate, so we have to get them as accurate as possible. St. Tam, St. John numbers right now are 2,314. We all see a big shift in their numbers because, again, you know, St. John, most of the folks stay there that live there. Mm -hmm. St. Thomas right now is at 22,800. 50 from 26. 
So that's to show the numbers of persons, again, that are just on the books and are not maybe present in the Virgin Islands mm-hmm. or whatever. So we have 44,648 as of today. Compared to September, beginning of September when we had 54,828. Mm-hmm. So that's to show we get in the true picture of actual registered voters. Well, that, again, that, that, it's that, a that, federal that, that's a big drop. That's a big drop off. of listing. Yeah, we expected that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've had population displacement and, and the census. Exactly. The census shows that. So it, exactly. it, 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 it makes it makes sense from from what we saw with the twenty twenty census. Okay. This, Correct. This, this, so we this need is to good data. Up with what's going on, mm-hmm. and it's the reality. So again, we're not disenfranchising anyone. If you're registered to vote, you're gonna vote. But again, you could show up to, to early voting, and you may be on the list that we're processing. You're gonna vote, and then we're gonna say, okay, this person still. So we don't have to switch you to inactive. It's a switch. It's a drop down box in our database. So if you reach and you vote, we will switch you back to active. We're not disenfranchising anyone, but we have to clean up. Our database, okay. Not a problem. No, no, that makes that, that makes sense. So right now we're looking at forty four thousand six hundred and fifty eight registered up voters up to date, and then that's still being no, as of today. As of today, and and it's, that's still a work in progress. Okay, correct. Okay, it will good. be done by by the end of October for sure. Yeah, yeah. But what yeah. happened is I have to give a report the day before the election mm-hmm. to get the data correct. For the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so that we know, right. so, so that we, so, so that we could know what percentage exactly. participated in the process for 2022. Yeah, and that, what we do, we're gonna put the list out with all the names, so it's transparent. And I'm gonna put a list on the system that shows inactive and active voters. So you will mm. see the list; it's gonna be there. Yeah, it's yeah. No, that's you'll good. see that's an inactive and, list and f- of voters mm-hmm. and an active list of voters. But this helps us even when you want to do um, the recall or you want to do an initiative. It goes by your number of registered voters. voters. Correct, correct, correct. And, and finally, impact that. Finally, want to tell all the people uh, who happen who may be seventeen now, but if you're making eighteen before right, November, November the eighth, go out and register to vote. You have until Sunday, okay, October the ninth. All right, you might be seventeen now, but if you're act- if you if you're gonna be eighteen by election day, you are eligible to register so you can participate in the process in election. Uh, general election 2022. Thank you very much, Ms. Fox, for joining us this morning. Appreciate you. And uh, we got uh, we got the chairman here. He's on hold. Um, we got uh, a couple of things we're going to talk to him with when we come back from the Thank break. That, that's Carolyn Fox doing a Friday thing, not a Tuesday thing this week. They were busy on Tuesday. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll be back right after this. <laughs> Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go, and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. 
Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Good morning, neighbor. I see you got your bumper stickers and your sign up, Pauly. Yes, I'm so ready for this election season. Me too. Just waiting for the info on the polling places and then ballots. What polling places? You mean voting centers? The election system is using voting centers this year, where you can go anywhere across the island, walk in, fill out a ballot. Just bring your ID. Really? Because my daughter lives in Tutu, but walk all the way by the airport and would try to run back home before the sun goes down to vote. Nope. You're no longer stuck to just your neighborhood on election day. Voting centers mean you can vote anywhere in your district. And the next time, try the early voting option too. Skip the line altogether on election day. Girl, you have all the good tips this year, man. So, who's going to win? Ha! Read my yard sign. Then pick any voting center. Just remember, voting is not just your right. It's, it's the, the right, right thing, thing to do. A message from the election system of the Virgin Islands. And we're back here to analyze this um, VA Puerto Rico Friendship Weekend. And we got um, Mr. Raymond Williams, Chairman of the uh, Virgin Islands uh, Board of Elections. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning, um, Nero. Uh, got some ho- you got some housekeeping to take care of? Yeah. So I, I just wanted to double down on what the supervisor highlighted uh, just now because I think it's imperative that our voting community recognizes that the goal and the objective of the election system is to ensure that every elector has an opportunity to vote um, in any ensuing election. Um, I, I called you because I wanted to um, clarify some misinformation that was made in a public pronouncement by one of my members here on St. Thomas on a St. Quarry talk show earlier this week. The member stated that when the voting equipment was being certified a few days ago that the equipment was not sealed and as a result of that the suggestion was also proffered that although we so-called certified the voting equipment that the equipment could be swapped out and, and, and um, any uh, elector or any person or citizen don't, aren't sure whether or not the equipment that they're voting on that is certified. Let me let me just publicly say that that is an absolute inaccurate statement. It is a more than irresponsible statement made by a board member, someone who swore an oath to uphold the Constitution and laws of the United States and of the Virgin Islands. You know, our job, we work hard every day as an election system to ensure that everyone not only has their right to vote, but we make voting transparent. We make sure voting is fair. By that statement, the member showed up on the, on the evening when we were doing the certification, 
but did not stay around long enough to witness the locking down of the equipment and the sealing of the equipment. Um, as a result of that, a, a candidate inquired if they could come to see. No, they cannot. Once we, we send out public um, press releases inviting the media and the voting community, the public in general, to show up when we are doing certification. The technical staff does the initial work to ensure that, um, and it's, it's a tedious process. I'm not going to um, take the time to go through that here now. But moreover, the technical staff does the initial work. We come behind them, and we run the requisite number of ballots through every piece of equipment that we're going to deploy on Election Day. For case in point, on St. Croix, we had to run 91 ballots through each piece of DS-200 that we're going to deploy. Why 91? Because you have the, the race for governor, for delegate. You have the race for senator at large. You have the race for senator by district, in St. Croix anyway. And then you have the boards. And under each category, for the number of votes that you can cast, you must have a writing opportunity to that equivalent to that number. In a race of governor, you have to have at least one writing space. Same thing with delegates. In a uh, uh, at large, one. For the Senate, you have to have seven spaces available for anybody to write in whomever they want because they may not like any of those choices. In certifying the ballot, I mean the, the equipment, you have to have a series of blank ballots. You have to have a series of ballots that only one vote is casted on. So, you know, it's, it's a tedious process, but the, it ensures that when you show up on election day, whether early voting or on, 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 on November 8th, that your vote is counted. We have seen where people showed up to vote, signed in, got a ballot, and cast a, a blank ballot. That is your right. That is your when are I going to file a lawsuit for libel against these people who, 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 who mis, misrepresenting the truth? Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's very <laughs> sad. You know, I, I can tolerate. No, 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 I, I mean, I mean I, I, under, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't want it to come to that. But at some point, we can't allow for misinformation, right, to incite, you know, potential disruptions, all that stuff, as, as recent as yesterday, right? One yeah. of the Oath Keepers... Right? When the Oath Keepers pled guilty to sedition related to what took place on January 6th at the Capitol building, January 6th, 2021. And that was related to elections as well. We can't have misinformation creating problems like this. And then people wanted to know if the process is fair and transparent um, like it should be. And when you got members who are just doing this and just making statements that you're telling us today is, is erroneous, irresponsible, among other bad things. At some point, there got to be a penalty for this type of behavior, man. And they're they going to public airwaves and making this type of statement. The, yeah. the, 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 the Trump administration filed 63 cases, right, after the, the 2020 general election and lost 62 of them. And I believe the other one was thrown out. And, and the basis, right, for losing all those cases was because they had no evidence. Right. Correct. 
and 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 we can't afford to uh to uh, and, and you know we don't do that on this show. That's I believe that's one of the reasons why this show is so much better than other shows, right? We just don't allow people to come out and just say things for the sake of saying things. Where's the proof? Uh, you know, and it's so irresponsible. And um, I'm trying to ensure that um, I'm not trying to protect the voter election, but trying to make sure that the voting community know the pro- it's the process, man. It's the law. Yeah. On a fair, transparent election. Well, you know, we 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 enjoy playing a part in 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 educating the public, and that's what this is about more than anything else. And I'm wanting them to play a part uh, in the process because it is a right that you only get to exercise ever so often. And we want them to feel confident, knowing that their vote is going to be counted. And you know, uh, it's unfortunate when people are playing politics, you know, to this level. And and you know, so you're saying that as it relates to certifying all the machines. Everything went according to script within the confines of the law and all of the equipment has been sealed and we're good to go beginning on Monday. Absolutely. And just one more point. Every candidate has an opportunity to um, file an application for a poll watcher um, on the election day. Mm-hmm. So if a person um, wants to have someone there, when we open the polls, where you break those seals on election morning, Okay. They can have a poll watcher assigned to observe everything that is being done. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the transparency is absolutely there. Mm-hmm. Because if a piece of equipment is tra- being transported and a seal is broken, that machine has to be set aside and recertified yeah, exactly. and retested and then recertified. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, the, 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 and, and I don't think the, well, I'm not going to speak for the public. We just want the public to know that there is a there are protocols that are followed, right, to protect the integrity of the election. And, exactly. and, and, and that's the most uh, important thing. Look, man, this VA Perico friendship weekend, your father, helped, your father was a sponsor of this legislation 48 years ago. I got some James I want to play. You holding me up, telling me about board members doing <laughs> irresponsible things. I could go play my music, man. Your father do this thing. 58 years ago, I should say. 58 years ago, 64. I could go play the music, man, because a man called and say, you want to hear me, don't know, I love you. I, I got this thing laying up. And I mean, uh, is it all right, man? I could go play the VIP or friendship thing? Yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. But I, I did it. <laughs> I public know, you know. No, congrats. No, I just want you to, I want the public to know that your, your father was a member of the fifth legislature, right? 63, 64, right? Those are the two years? And and uh, he was the sponsor of what we expe- what we experience every Columbus Day weekend, which is Virgin Islands Puerto Rico friendship. Patrick Nemaya Williams, Senator Patrick Nemaya Williams, and uh, we thank him and the members of the body, and of course Governor Paiwanski, uh, for sending into law and has been VI Puerto Rico friendship since then. It's because we have had a significant Puerto Rican, be very 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 be very direct direct now Puerto Rican influence and. And uh, and uh, here, um, what, what's the word we're looking? What, what's 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 the word? Ethnicity, right? They have yeah. had a part, uh, a significant part of our population in the Virgin Islands, in particular on Saint Croix, at one point approaching forty percent, and that's the reason why we embrace them uh, like we do because they are crucians. They ain't in the Puerto Rican thing no more. They are crucians and Virgin Islanders, and we like that. So thank you very much, and congrats to your father back in the day for hey, for this Come ingenious, on. ingenious and obvious move uh, on Columbus Day. Everything good? Yes, sir, brother. Thanks, sir, man. Yeah. You got it. You got it. And 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 we asking um you know board members not just elections but education as well. Come on, man. You have an obligation to tell the people the truth. 
Okay? Don't, don't be misrepresenting the facts because we don't need that. You know, this is paradise. Okay? Thanks a lot, Mr. Chairman. Appreciate it. Okay. You're good. You're good. Um, as as uh, requested by one of my listeners, they said they want to hear this this love song, this Dondo. Me Dondo, I love you. So um, I go ask the DJ to play it via Perico Friendship today, tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday, uh, Columbus Day. I don't know if I'm going to be on a Monday. I got to check with Zoe Zimmer to see if we're doing a Monday show or not. But uh, in the meantime, let me hear the, this classic love song here. Um, that everybody know. Uh, yeah. yeah. You hear that saxophone. I know Ronnie Russell. When, when you hear Hello playing that sax, you like it. I really quick at too. Over there in St. Thomas, me don't know I love you. Hold That's cool. That's cool. Hold on to this. trying to figure out if he said if she give me a la fever or yellow fever. You know, check. Because of course, you know, uh, James Brewster, the one and only James, he had this way of speaking. And also one more thing I want um, Camille Masson and Dobby to know that um, only in your dreams could you play the banjo so smooth like soda. Nathaniel Moore, how, how he'd have blend with the rest of the band. Crank it back up again, uh, Mr. DJ.
yeah. Classic. They don't know. I love you. And check this out, right? Check this out, right? We want to know how you spell Kajal and how you spell Dondosle. Okay? I, I, I asked Willa Jan and, um, and Marvin Pickering one night in 2 plus 2, how do you spell Dondosle, uh, Dondosle and Kajal? Okay? Okay, he says sweet like a car, just you want to know how you spell it. You check and all that stuff. So, uh, classic Quebec music, and of course, you know, you know, analyze this is local programming here with a wrinkle. And by the way, right, yesterday when we were playing that song and we were recognizing the great Sergio Bolo Feliciano, trumpet player par excellence out of St. Thomas, you know, we do Arch Thursday, and uh, Zoe Zimit, you know, she does a great job in and getting all that stuff. What we're going to do is we're going to recognize a great musician every Thursday going forward, right? Because it's Arts Thursday. So we're going to start recognizing great Virgin Islands musicians every Thursday. Yesterday was Ojo uh, uh, Feliciano, and we're going to do what we, what we got to do. So um, at some point, your name going to get called. You check what I'm saying? Uh, Dr. Sachs. I believe, I believe we're going to look for Dr. Sachs next week, Thursday. Uh, the great Ira Myers. Saxman par excellence uh, for Milo uh, and, and the Kings and, and all that good stuff. Great show today. Thank you very much, Power Hour. All of those who participated. Thank you, Carolyn Fox. Of course, thank you. And congrats, uh, Raymond Williams, your dad, for um, you know starting what is the Epirico friendship some 58 years ago. Uh, thanks to my DJ. Thanks, everybody, this week. Had a great week this week. Here, I analyze this, okay? So enjoy the weekend. It's a long one. Be good and be safe. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, find the lyrics. Start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ed Council and Pivotal Ventures. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners.